Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined as always by Andrew Lynch. We will sift into the wreckage of Week 17. We will look into the playoffs for games. We got lines for all of them. But first, Andrew Lynch, New Year's Eve today. Do you have your New Year's resolutions ready for 2019. Yeah, keep making money. It's that simple. <laughs> Should old bets be forgot, like the song goes, and never brought to mind, we only concentrate on the winners, which we just keep giving out. It's like clockwork. Yes. Happy New Year to my, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you. Happy you New well. Betting Season. Yes. The NFL postseason is nothing like the regular season. Three of the four games are within a field goal as we record Whoa. this on Monday morning. Uh, can't wait. This is going to be great. Yeah, uh, I had a weak finish in the Super Contest, did not finish in the money, a little disappointed. Listen, it is a long season. The winner hit 70% amazingly. He went 5-0 and in Week 17. Like, Week 17 did not treat me well. That is peaking at the right time, yes, my friend. Yes, it is. I went 2-3, and three, so finished just outside the money. By far my best year ever in the Super Contest. And congratulations on that. That, Thank you. that uh, progress matters. Yeah. You're going to be better next year than you were this year. Hopefully we'll get you into the money, maybe yeah. even that first prize. Yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> sincerely, it, it as a gambler, all you ever want besides making money, is to be better today than you were yesterday. And I'm without question better thanks to you, thanks to this podcast, producer Conrad, you guys just helping me succeed. We hope we're making you some money. Let's dive into the wreckage of Week 17 with uh, Lynch. We're not going to go deep into what did you learn here, but... Did you see anything in Week 17 that you can carry over to the postseason, or do you totally ignore it because, you know, a team like the Bears showed up on the road in Minnesota. Does that play into what you think about the Eagles game or Seattle struggling at home against Arizona? Anything from Week 17? You know, for for the postseason, and I think we did see this a little bit in Week 17, I have three major considerations. And they're not necessarily in order because they can be weighted differently depending on the quality of, of the, the factors at play. But for me, it's, again, three things. Which team has the better quarterback? And I think we saw that the better quarterback covered most often in Week 17, mm. especially when we had elite quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes going against the Oakland Raiders, which we didn't talk about on the podcast on Thursday, but that whole great team versus bad team has been an easy route to easy money this year. In fact, I looked it up uh, this morning after the NFL regular season has come to a close. Six teams were profitable to bet on throughout this regular season, and five of those made the playoffs, being the Bears, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. The only team that was a profitable bet-on team in 2018 that didn't make the postseason, our Cleveland Browns. Um, wow. The second thing for me, and we saw it with the Colts and the Titans on Sunday night, Offensive line play. Mm. Defensive line play certainly matters as well. I talk about the trenches a lot, but for me, it is offensive line play because you have such a depth of film on your opponents in the postseason. You can prepare so precisely for a single opponent that it comes down to which team can execute its scheme. And so much of that execution comes from being able to control the line of scrimmage. And then the third thing, and none of this is rocket science, is coaching. 
which team has the better coach. And those, so quarterback play, offensive line play, coaching. Those are the three major considerations for me as we head into the postseason. I think that is phenomenal, Lynch. I will add my one thing, and I don't read too much into Week 17, is the offensive line play, specifically the Houston Texans. In a game that didn't matter, Bill O'Brien's offensive line in Houston let Watson get sacked six times. It was brutal. I like. I was legitimately starting to get scared for the yeah, guy. Yeah, he could have got hurt out there. As producer Conrad pointed out, this is a guy who had to take a bus 1,200 miles yeah. earlier this year because he couldn't be at elevation for his lungs. I like, think the number I heard was he took 60 sacks this year, which is astronomical. And I'm just going to say this. this uh, he was sacked six times against the Jets a couple weeks ago, now six times against the Jags. I will not be betting on Houston in a uh, third game against the Indianapolis. Not with that offensive line. And by the way, they're not the only one. They do rank, okay, 32nd in pass protection, according to Football Outsiders. I will say this. Two other playoff teams, they're actually playing each other, spoiler alert, are ranked 28th and 29th. We'll get to those shortly. But that does it for Week 17. Hope it was profitable for you, Lynch. You did well, I believe, in Week 17. Yeah, Bears' money line really came through to me, like we talked about on Thursday. Week 17 is so difficult that it was mostly a half-unit and quarter-unit play week for me. But I was really confident in the yeah. Bears to cover. Figured they'd play their starters most of the game as they did. Um, and I had them on the money line. So that, that was that was, was solid. a mistake by me not listening to you. I took the Vikings in the contest. And just a quick word on Kirk Cousins. I've defended him for a long time. Um, he was awful yesterday. He had a good season statistically. But the number that jumps out, he is now 4-25. and against teams with winning records. And I know quarterback records don't matter. I say that all the time, uh, whether it's on FS1, my radio show, this podcast. But, I mean, it was like bizarro world. You were watching Kirk Cousins meltdown. And then in Washington, Nick Foles is doing what Nick Foles does. Big game Nick Foles. Like, he delivered in the playoffs last year. He delivered again yesterday. By the way, the bruised ribs. I believe a report just came out this morning that he is going to start. In fact, the Eagles have confirmed that. Okay. He will start. So, there you have it. Week 17. Let's put a bow on it. Wild card weekend. Very excited for it. Four good games, I would say, right? You get a couple veteran quarterbacks. You get a couple young quarterbacks. Uh, one rookie in there. Uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky's first playoff game. Let's get started, Lynch, with the early game. <sighs> Sorry, I, I'm just sad that Baker's not in the postseason. Yes, Let's no, continue. That's understandable. Baker Mayfield and the Browns, by the way, week 17 against the Baltimore Ravens. 426 yards of offense. 7.6 yards per play against the number two defense in the league. I think that'll come up when we talk Ravens. But let's go with the probably the least sexy matchup. If you've got to miss one of these games to hang with your family, uh, I would recommend Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. Houston favored by two and a half. Now, we've just mentioned the Texans' offensive line woes. Colts don't have a menacing pass rush by any stretch of the imagination. They've got a fundamentally sound defense. Uh, these two teams split uh, the regular season matchups. You could argue that the first one should have been a tie. Remember the uh, the overtime decision? And the second one... The Colts pretty much dominated the final three quarters on the road and defeated the Texans. I'm leaning to the underdog here, getting two and a half. Uh, I would actually take the Colts on the money line as well. They, The defense doesn't have any stars. Darius Leonard's very good. But what they do is they take away whatever you're good at. They dominate in the trenches, and 
I know people might have seen that game against the Titans Sunday night and said, wait, they, they don't look that good. Ryan Kelly, their starting center, they're awesome with him. He did not play. He's going to play in the playoff game. I like the Colts. Like. He didn't play, and they still dominated yes. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I like Again, I know I'm a football nerd when it comes to this stuff, but man, watching that Colts offensive line on Sunday night was just, it was poetry. They were opening up such massive holes, and they were getting such a push downfield as well. I mean, off the snap, it felt like Indianapolis was pushing the line two, three yards forward on every rushing play. You know, this is the issue with you and I coming at things from a very similar angle is I don't have a whole lot to add here because I think you're spot on. I think the Colts are simply the better team. And that's going to be kind of a theme through these first three games here. They have the better offense in weighted DVOA ninth to 19th. They have the better defense even by weighted DVOA, not full season DVOA, but by weighted DVOA, which discounts some of the early season results. They're 10th compared to Houston's 12th. And then the O-line, which we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. India's top 10 as a run-blocking and mm-hmm. pass-protecting offensive line, and Houston is bottom five in both categories. Yeah, Houston has the better defensive line, especially against the run, but Indy's solid there too. You mentioned the one saving grace potentially for Houston, which is that lack of a pass rush from Indy. They're bottom four in adjusted sack rate. So if Houston covers here and gets the win, it's probably because they're able to keep Deshaun Watson as clean as they've been able to all season. I just think every other factor lines up for the Colts. I agree with you. I think the Colts cover here, and I would take them on the money line. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a season-high 13 carries against Jacksonville. Now, that's not straight-up design runs. That's him running for his life because the offensive line's so bad, and he really only has new Hopkins available. But just as a note, in the two meetings with the Colts, Watson, five carries, 35 yards. Watson, six carries, 41 yards. If Darius Leonard and company can contain him, I like the Colts to win this. Not handily, but I like them to win this game for sure. All right, let's move on to the next one. Seahawks at Cowboys. That's the Fox game. Saturday night. You know, one of my first betting experiences that I really lived. Do you remember the Tony Romo snap Yes, sir. Okay. So I was sitting in a car. I was meeting some friends that Saturday night. I'll never forget it. Outside of my number one bar in New York City. I don't know if it's still open. It's called Naked Lunch in Soho. It's just this awesome place. Tiny. Feels exclusive. But it's not. It's all young. Y'all. All young. Like college age chicks. I was young. And I'm sitting in my car. Listening to the game on the radio. And I'll never forget. Botch snap. Romo. Oh no. And um, I had the winning side in that. And I was so happy. It was only like a $250 bet. But I was going crazy. Like just in my car. Like yes. Oh the botch snap. Like you thought it was all over. It was one of my best covers ever. And Seahawks Cowboys tonight. Uh, sorry. Saturday night. I don't know, Lynch. I'll let you go first here because I think we're going to be on opposite sides. Really quickly, that story makes me so happy. Like that is again outside of the money. That is the but that is the beauty of gambling. Like in that again in that Colts Titans game on Sunday night, that was basically decided early in the fourth quarter. But with the sweat, because it was outside of a field goal, I think I had it at negative at Colts minus three and a half. I was sweating that till the yeah. very end until they got that late touchdown. Um, it just keeps you so invested, and I love that both financially and emotionally. Again, I I hate to be a broken record here. I just think the Seahawks are the better team. I'm leaning Seahawks here as a road dog, getting plus two and a half. I mean, the Cowboys are going to get pressure. We saw what the Cowboys front seven did to the Saints offensive line in that game where they shocked everyone and took down New Orleans. But Russell Wilson is pretty damn good when he's under pressure. 
I get the better quarterback here, without a doubt. Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, even though Dak's played well of late. And I get to bet against Jason Garrett. I've been looking forward to this all season long. And listen, I kind of like this Cowboys team. Like, I, I know that's kind of verboten to say. You're not allowed to like America's team. Hating the Cowboys is really in vogue. I like this Cowboys team. So if they win here, I'm not heartbroken. Of course, I'd like to win the bet. But I, I genuinely believe the value is on Seattle even with those potential offensive line woes against that Dallas front seven. Well, okay, offensive line woes you mentioned, and that that's a great number. Uh, Seattle 29th in pass protection rank. Cowboys, though, are 28th. Uh, they've had the injuries. We know their center missed the entire season. Zach Martin did not play uh, in Week 17. Tyron Smith, I, I don't think he played either. So we didn't see a great offensive line from them. But the reason I lean Dallas here... They are the number four run defense in the league. Seattle is a run team. That's what they do. Now, you will. I'm sure people listening will say, but they ran all over Dallas at home. Well, that was at home. We know that Seattle is a different team on the road. I don't ever advocate betting against Russell Wilson. He's a money player. I mean, that's what he does, right? For something, some reason here, I, I just feel like that Dallas rush defense, fourth in the NFL, if they can stop Carson... Then you got a, a situation where, okay, let uh, Doug Baldwin's got to beat me. I know Lockett's been pretty good. And, you know, we've seen the Seattle run defense struggle at times. 18th in the league, okay? I think uh, I think Zeke Elliott, I almost called him Emmitt Smith. I think Zeke has a game. Spot the difference at this point. Uh, t- teams have taken away Amari Cooper. This kid, Jeff Swaim, the tight end, had a career game. Uh, so in week 17, you don't want to read too much into it. But if you're Seattle, you've got to at least plan for him before he's a non-factor. I, I can't believe I'm backing Jason Garrett here, but I'll go half unit play on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, two and a half stinks, right? That's You know the professional money's going to come in on the Seahawks, right? I mean, I think that's why they structured the bet this way. It opened it a juice two and a half for Dallas down to, you know, uh, what, minus two and a half, minus 110 I think that's going to come down. Money will come in on Seattle. That- I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think, yeah, I, I think if you're a Dallas better here, you're probably going to get to minus two uh, sooner than later this week. And if you're a Seattle better, get on this number now. Yes. Um, next up, the Chargers-Ravens game. Now, this is fascinating. Producer Conrad had a good theory. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. But they these two teams just met, what, two, three weeks ago? I mean, Baltimore dominated them. The Chargers' lone touchdown came after they took over on a fumble in the Baltimore red zone. So, they couldn't move the ball. Now, I mean, if I'm the Chargers, I look at this game and I say, Oh, we just we just, we just, just saw these guys. We could definitely adjust. But can you? Can you fix that garbage offensive line? They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It is a train wreck, Lynch. And we talk about the trenches on this podcast all the time. I'm going with Baltimore. The line's going against me, but I'm laying the one and a half on the Ravens at home. Your thoughts? I think it's a really solid bet. I it, I'm just on the other side right now. Huh. I think I've been say I've been singing the praises of the Chargers all season long, and I think this is where we really get to see it. And I I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but I I do mean it. I think this is where LA's lack of a home field advantage actually comes mm. up huge for them. I think they have been 
steeled and made ready for the playoffs by the fact that they've essentially played 16 road games this year. Call it eight road games and eight neutral site games. Like they just, they're ready to go into hostile confines and play well. Again, I think they are the slightly better team by weighted DVOA. You've got Chargers three, Ravens four. So when you look at, you know, home field advantage, this number again, it's spot on. Yeah, the Raven, I think the Ravens beat the Chargers 22 to 10, get a double digit victory there. But that last meeting hinged on turnovers. Phillip Rivers threw two picks. One on the first pass of the, the game. One the very first pass of the game. Uh, and there was that late fumble return for a touchdown for the Ravens as well. I think the Chargers do a better job of controlling the ball in the playoffs here. And I also think that they, uh, this is my wager, they are going to stack the box and they are going to make Lamar Jackson beat them over the top. Granted, he did have a 60-yard touchdown pass the last time that these two teams played. He can do it, but I have yeah. not seen it regularly, and that, to me, is the key to success. Okay. Before we get to Conrad's theory, let me just look back at that uh, Chargers meeting with the Ravens. So they sacked Rivers four times. He only passed for a buck 81. There were only two 300-yard passers this season against the Ravens' defense. One of them was Pat Mahomes. What did he do, Lynch? He kept plays alive with his feet scrambling. Remember that fourth down pass? The other one? Baker Mayfield. He did it twice. What does he excel at? Keeping plays alive, getting outside of the pocket on the pressure, and making plays happen. That's it. Two guys. Phillip Rivers ain't that guy. I don't think he can keep plays alive long enough with his feet, and I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go two-unit play, but I... I because I'd be going against the, the sharp money. But, Conrad, why don't you try to sway me off the Ravens with your theory? Which, uh, honestly, uh, goes a lot with college football. Uh, go ahead. You know how my brain has worked with the whole college football season. And I know it doesn't always implement in the NFL. But in college, when you go against a triple option team, it can kind of hit you in the mouth. You can be a good team and get hit in the mouth by a Georgia Tech team. They can put 50 points on you because you're not used to it. You don't prepare for that on a week-to-week basis, especially with how the NFL and college is lined up now where you have three wide receivers typically. In this case, how many teams have got to play Lamar Jackson twice in the NFL? Zero. Yeah, that, that's in, that's. I mean, no one's ever had to go against him twice in this situation. I think Lamar Jackson caught the Chargers off guard at first, but... I think they have time to prepare to go into this game. I think Lamar Jackson will be bottled up. What Lynch said, they're going to try to put eight in the box and said, I dare you to try to beat us over the top this time. I really am. Looking at Lamar Jackson's numbers, only over 60% completions once, over 200 yards once, but in the last five games, he does not have a pick. He went for 90 yards on the ground against the Browns, 95 against the Bucks. If he's not able to get you know, to 50 yards. He only had 39 against the Chargers. Can they win this game? Well, and can they? Here's the other thing. If the Chargers are able to, like, kind of visualize how this game might play out, if the Chargers can get a couple of early stops and if they can get a couple of early scores, does Baltimore have what it takes to yeah. come back? They haven't had to come back at all this year, not from a significant deficit. So we're on different sides here. How confident are you in the Chargers? Is this one of your favorite plays of the weekend or no? I'm hesitating here because it's. I'm not that confident in it because I think the Ravens are a very, very yeah. good football team. But you know, I think the Colts is probably my Colts, favorite yeah. bet of the safest, weekend. But yeah. th- I like this one too. Okay, so that's three games. Let's get to the final one. The last game. This one's interesting. Eagles at Bears. Bears favored by six. I'm seeing it at five and a half now. Uh, nope, looks like it just went back up to six as we're recording this Monday morning. Nick Foles is cleared to go. 
total of 41 seems low for a six-point spread. Lynch, uh, we've got the number one defense in the NFL at home. While I check the weather in Chicago this weekend, why don't you give me your early thoughts on the game? I want to take the Bears. I will take the Bears. <laughs> the outstanding question for me is when do I take the Bears? Because ah. I think this line is going to continue to move. It's interesting to me that after the Foles announcement that he will start, that the number went back up to six. I thought it was going to trend the other direction as maybe Foles is a little more public and people want to try to ride that wave uh, as public betters right now. I do still believe it's going to come back down. I think we're going to see some early Philly money early in the week. Uh, so with that said, right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern. I would I would recommend a bet on the Bills, but I'm going to try to get as much value on that line as possible. So the Bears just went into Minnesota in Week 17, and the Vikings needed a win to get in the playoffs. They had 12 first downs, 164 yards, 3.2 yards per play. I believe the Vikings have a better offense than the Eagles. That Bears defense is just smothering. It's they leave nasty. no gaps in that their coverage. was without Eddie Jackson, their superstar safety. I mean, they can dominate time of possession, 37 minutes against the Vikings. You play keep away with that run game. Jordan Howard, uh, Cohen. I, I like this Bears team. I know the Nick Foles narrative, and I think you're right. The public's going to come in on Foles. I'm going Bears here. I, I just feel super confident that the Chicago Bears are the side. Now, I, I have some concerns about Trubisky because the Eagles can get pressure on you with that defensive 100%. line. Uh, the defensive backs don't totally scare me. I want to check the injury report on the Bears. Let's see what the situation is with Jackson, uh, the safety. Also, Anthony Miller, their rookie receiver, was injured. I don't think Allen Robinson, their receiver, played yesterday. Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody's digged up, okay? It's January uh, for this playoff game. And, uh, you know, you're going to want to monitor that. But I, I would still strongly lean Bears here. Although, I guess that puts me on the side of three favorites. Oof. Yeah, three would favorites. Would you consider... Do you think there's value on a Philly plus 210 money line wager? No. <laughs> I, just had to, I just had to let it marinate for a bit. Because, again, Nick Foles, like, is he going to be able to do it under pressure? Khalil Mack. Remember, Foles kind of the cement shoes. They still have no run game. None. I love Nick Foles. Bear down, fellow Wildcat. Uh, there is a very good chance. Not... More likely than not, but there is a very good chance we see the Ryan Fitzpatrick in Nick Foles this Ooh. weekend. And remember, last year when he did it, it was all at home. Three home games getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, Lynch, if you were going for a teaser, are there two teams you would consider teasing? Maybe a four or five point teaser. Now, with the two and a half, you can tease through plus three with a six point teaser. So theoretically, if you absolutely love the Cowboys and Ravens, you could tease them up to plus three and a half. I've never done a teaser in my life, and I'm not Whoa, starting now. Never done yeah, a teaser. No, no, no. They're they're negative EV. Why would I? Um, I would consider a Colts money line. And probably Chargers money line parlay. Those lines, again, I I do believe those two teams win outright, and those lines are so slim that I would, yeah. rather than betting against the spread, okay, I would just take the money uh, line there. Mock me once more. You're telling me you wouldn't even entertain the idea. And again, I'm not saying I would only do a teaser, but teasing home teams like the Cowboys and Ravens to getting three and a half, you're saying that's crazy? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like hugely negative expected value, but you are giving away money when you play a teaser. Okay. After hearing all that, 
I played my big teaser last night for the playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Conrad. What is your teaser? Um, so this is just the Saturday teaser, but I mean, I, I got the Colts plus eight and a half, Seahawks plus nine. I got the over in both games at 41 and a half and 36. Yeah, I think those are all solid plays. I don't think the Colts are going to get blown out by the Texans going to meet them for the third time. Seahawks are going to cover nine points against the Cowboys. I, I just have a firm belief in that. I don't think this Cowboys team is going to blow out anybody. And, uh, yeah, give me the overs. I think there's going to be points scored in these playoff games. Yeah, no, no total. I mean, it's weird. Offensive season, all the totals under 47. Uh, so there you have it. Those are the four wild card games. Boy, it's going to be a good weekend. I don't think any of those is a lock. You know, there's no touchdown spread here. Um, should be fun Saturday and Sunday. The Bears are who we thought they were. All right, we wanted to toss some extra sweat at you in the form of NFL playoff futures. Lynch is hot on one. I'm uh, lukewarm on one. Uh, Lynch, why don't you serve up your winner first? Remember, guys, Lynch has been money on the money line this season. Uh, I can't wait to hear this futures pick. With the knowledge that there is every chance that I end up burning this ticket by the end of the weekend, I have made a two-unit wager on the Los Angeles Chargers to win Super Bowl 53 at 15-1. to this is how much I like this Chargers team. They're one of two teams in the playoff field that is top 10 in both offense and defense. The other team, of course, being the New Orleans Saints. I think that is our likeliest Super Bowl matchup. Um, I think the Chargers are balanced enough to knock off the Chiefs. I think the Patriots have some big questions that they're going to have to answer. They're the Patriots. They could always win the AFC. I really, really, really like this Chargers team. I think it would be quite the narrative. This is unrelated, obviously. It would be quite the narrative for the Rams to have, you know, controlled Los Angeles for so much of this year <laughs> and the Chargers to come in the back door, the orphan team of Los Angeles, and win the Super Bowl. I like that. Now, there were our reports that Hunter Henry may be back for this playoff game. I don't know if you've seen those. It's interesting because if they get by the Ravens and they have to go to New England— uh, this offense is going to give the Patriots major fits. Do you remember a game last year between these two where uh, I think the Chargers should have had a cover? They could have beaten them. I think you're right. I think this is a smart play by you. I don't think they're afraid to go into Kansas City and win. They've already done it once. We know Andy Reid's playoff woes. I think it's a smart play. My only futures pick, and by the way, I do have a ticket on the Chargers from the preseason. I, I would have to look at it. I'll dig that up this week. Um I think the Patriots have some value, folks. I know that sounds crazy. What's the number you guys are seeing on the Patriots? Plus 650. Plus 650 for Brady and Belichick? When their first game could be against Houston? I mean, that'll be a bloodbath. I give Bill O'Brien zero chance in that one. And and frankly, I have zero concerns about Bill Belichick versus Andy Reid head-to-head. Even though Tyreek Hill is a beast and Kelsey's a monster, um, I just... You know, that run game in Kansas City lacking Kareem Hunt. Can they ice a game away late? I, I would say Patriots plus 650 would be my futures wager. Conrad, do you have one you want to toss out? Do we have an NFC team that interests you at all, Lynch? The NFC is so tough because I really, really think that conference belongs to the Saints. Hey, by the way, Saints yesterday, first team defense got lit up for, I believe, three touchdowns by Kyle Allen. Undrafted guy out of Carolina. Now, you could say there was no incentive but they had their starters out there. I mean, Eli Apple, as usual, was getting torched. I, I mean, again, now they're going to have two weeks off. Kamara, Breeze did not play. 
Would you then lead in Rams or Bears? Bears. Bears. I think the defense will travel in the postseason. And Getting 4-1 to one to win the NFC, for what that's worth. Chicago. Yeah. I, what's more wide open, AFC or NFC? You seem confident in, in the Saints. I think it's the AFC. Yeah, I really do. I think even just based off of the lines, you know, the, the favorite or the, the betting favorite in the NFC is the Saints at plus 120. The Chiefs are plus 145. So a little longer money, even with the yeah. betting favorite there. It's just so weird to see the Patriots not a favorite and nobody buying into the number one seed Chiefs. I mean, are you buying into the Chiefs at all? Yeah, I, I I actually think the Chiefs could win could very easily win the Super Bowl. I I think they would probably be my second pick in the AFC. I think, yes, that defense is atrocious, but when your offense is that damn good, I think no. you can make up for it. Yeah, Eric Berry's supposed to be back. He didn't play Week 17. We know Justin Houston's been on a tear. So there you have it. Those are some futures playoff plays for the NFL playoffs. Very excited for them. We will be back, folks, next week. Bowl season wrapping up on Monday with Clemson, Alabama. We will talk about that one. Yes, we will mention I went 0-2 in the college football playoff games. I'm sorry. Hey, can't win them all. Uh, if we just expand it to eight teams, yes. then you could go oh, and Never mind. We, well, I, get, I got Lynch worked into a rant. He'll easily get fired up for that. So we will be back next week. Only one podcast this week. Back next week on Coming Up Winners for Andrew Lynch. I'm Jason McIntyre. Everybody, Happy New Year. We'll see you next week.